Welcome from the deep. I am Mike the Finder. And I am Book of Brett. And today we're going to be talking about the 2016 film Lights Out because we on From the Deep like to stay topical. <laughs> I know. Is that I don't know if, I, if right? movies are are topical just because they're they were released three months ago. Well, six years, right. three months. I think there's a, an in between of topicality. That's a word. Mm -hmm. I made that. I just made that a word. Topicality. You sure did. So you sure did today. That's what we're going to be doing. Before we get into any of that, though, let me do some quick housekeeping here. If you're just watching this on YouTube, make sure you go check out your favorite podcast app where you can find all of the podcasts that we do here without our horrible looking faces. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Look at me, bitch. I'm beautiful. Fuck. <laughs> and if you're only listening to this on your favorite podcast app... Make sure you go check us out on YouTube because um, there is a lot of content over on YouTube that does not make it over to the RSS feed. And on YouTube, we're just youtube.com slash at from the deep. It's still the dumbest, dumbest thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. The handles, I, I don't, uh, whatever. Um, YouTube makes lots of decisions that we are totally happy. Happy? Happy mm -hmm. with. We're happy. <laughs> we're happy. It's happy, right, sir? Happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said it was happy. We're happy with YouTube's decision-making. No, you can put the gun down. I, I said it. I said it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Continue. Con contract fulfilled. So, today we're going to be talking about Lights Out. This is something I had no idea that even existed in the world before last night. Uh, Brett chose... And this is something... Yep, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Brett chose this movie after about yep. an hour of deliberating about what we were going to watch. No, after an hour of suggestion and de declining, I finally found something okay, to be fair, that you would his, watch. His initial, his initial pick for this was the first season of Honey Boo Boo. So, Right, and then my second one was The Meg. No, your second one was the first season of The Kardashians. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. To be fair, this is... I was only trying to get back at you for making me watch Jet Alive. Oh, hey, if you haven't seen that video, I'll go ahead and link that up top right here right now. Um, to be fair, you know, I did make him watch Dead Alive, so that's fair. Yeah, uh, so you did. Do, do you want to give us a synopsis of what Lights Out is about? So Lights Out is about a woman who um, is being terrorized by a friend who apparently died when she was in a mental hospital and it is terrorizing her family and they have to find a way to get rid of it on that level uh it sounds like pretty much any supernatural horror movie out there and in a lot of ways this is about this has uh, a lot of uh it's very very reminiscent of a lot of other horror movies out there um but at the same time, like I said, it's got a lot of practical effects that are really cool. Even the CGI, there's a couple scenes that are really cool. And I think there's actually a lot more to this movie than we see at face value. Um, but before we get into that, I will I'll let Mike go over to the IMDb thing. Yeah, that was more like a quick, like, 
mini review of the special effects and words. Good. Well, then, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and give it a thumbs up. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe. So, as we usually do, let's go over to the podcast drive-in here and check out the IMDb facts for Lights Out. Lights Out from 2016. It's rated PG-13. Oh, boy. It's always good news when a movie that is a horror movie is PG-13. I don't PG think that. I see, you know, it's an hour and 21. That's fair. It's an hour and 21 minutes. Thank fucking Christ. It has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, this is directed by David F. Sandberg. It's written by Eric Hesserer. Hesserer, is that right? Hesserer. David S. Sandberg, and it stars Teresa Palmer, Gabriel Bateman, and Mario Bello. So, the one-sentence synopsis here, since Brett did such a just a bang-up job telling us what his synopsis was, I feel like maybe we should read this one. Uh, Rebecca must unlock... This is what I come here for. <laughs> Rebecca must unlock the terror behind her little brother's experiences that once tested her sanity bringing her face-to-face -face with a supernatural spirit attached to their mother. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Your synopsis was better. Thank you. Thank you for that backhanded comment. You're welcome. It was barely a backhanded comment. You're welcome. So as we usually do, what we're going to do here is we will talk about our overall thoughts, tell you if we think this movie is worth watching, uh, and then we will get into specifics slash spoilers, and then we will give our ratings and final thoughts after that. So why don't you go ahead and give me your initial thoughts of Lights Out. So uh, as I said, uh, this is something that back in 2016, I was actually pretty stoked to see. I did go see this in theaters, I believe. I think I did. Oh, really? Um, if, this had a theatrical uh, I think... release? <laughs> it's not that bad. Jesus Christ. I didn't say it was bad. It was just surprising that it had a theatrical release because it looks like it was shot on an iPhone. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, so... Um... <laughs> I'm being really negative today. I, I really... <laughs> I don't um, yeah, why. so this did get a uh, theatrical release. At least I think it did. I feel like I remember going and seeing this in theaters because I remember the trailer uh, being really interesting to me. And so to me, like even from the trailer, you could tell that this was going to be very lighting-centric. Not just light-centric because it's obviously called Lights Out. You can tell when you go and see the trailer what it's really about. Um, but you could tell, I could tell that they were going to utilize lighting as part of the horror, as part of the, uh, what makes the character who it is. And it was going to make it part of the scares too. Um, this does have a lot more jump scares, speaking of scares than I remember it having. However, a lot of them are pretty fucking creative, man. Like when the little kid, uh, I can't remember his name when, but when the son is going up to, uh, her room and it's got that kind of like frosted glass, um, door to it. And then just the, the, the monster like pops up. And then as it recedes, it disappears because of the effect of the shadow interacting with the glass. And I thought like stuff like that was really, really cool. And it almost seems to kind of come out of the shadows that already exist in the glass there. So it's stuff like that, that I really, really liked about it because, um, it's just really, it's a really creative way, but they do it so 
simply like the opening scene where like she like the way you can tell if you know about lighting you can tell the way they got these silhouettes to work the uh the the the, the, the eye lights that they have in complete darkness um if you go and watch the behind the scenes stuff they'll tell you that they actually just put like reflective tape right there and then just had a really really dim light so that in post they could bring the shadows down and all you really see is the is the reflection right there so it's stuff like that that we get a lot of really cool practical effects in this movie um there's also like i said i think there's a really big underlying message here about mental health kind of in the kind of same thread as hereditary i wouldn't say that this is as good as hereditary but i do think that there is a lot to be said here or i think it's trying to say a lot about mental health in this movie yeah i mean i definitely agree with that to me uh his name's martin by the way uh thank you Um, Thank you. To me, this felt, you know, I just recently watched Smile. And so for me, this was like, I don't know, it felt like Smile or It Follows or Hereditary is another good one. I feel like in another two or three years, we're going to have a monster movie for every single mental health disorder. And and at what point does that become just overdone and stale? this um, came out before Hereditary or Smile. Well, yes. Uh, it did not come out before It Follows, but um, no. either way. Um, for me, this movie was actually pretty fun, and it's surprisingly, like, uh, scary. Like, there are creepy. there are moments, yeah, I, there are, there are re- a lot of really creepy moments in this. I'm really glad you liked it, because this is a movie that I feel like not a lot of people have seen, and I this is a movie that I've always really, really enjoyed, but I also, when we were talking, uh, something about uh, Annabelle Creation came up, because he did Annabelle Creation, yeah. and the way you talked about Annabelle Creation, I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to like this or not. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, I followed I, that up by, oh yeah, by the way, I've never seen Annabelle Creation. <laughs> oh, that's right, you did. Okay, that, okay. in your defense, I did forget you said that. That's true. I'm also a big James Wan fan. Right. Um, and this was produced I, by James Wan. Yeah. So. He, that, that, that dude, I am a fan of almost everything that dude has done. Uh, to, you know, lesser or, or, or more degrees, you know, depending on the project. But overall, I'm a big, big fan of the things that James Wan does. Um, and I feel like the things he does always seem to feel reminiscent of the other things that uh, the other projects of the genres that they're in. But I feel like we always get some fun, creative spin from the from the things that he's involved with. Yeah. And I don't think Lights Out is, is much of an exception. I do think it's also worth noting this is the director's debut. And uh, up until then, uh, he was really, really known for, like, no-budget short films. Um, and so, to see... And, and, but I think this is also a really good indicator of what happens. If you can make a good name for yourself with no budget, look what happens when you give people like that money to work with. Um, <laughs> you know, just to put kind of a... Hang on, let me find this. Just to put into perspective um, what David F. Sandberg does in 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 as far as short films go, uh, here he is uh, <gasps> flipping the camera off for four hours straight. <sighs> this is it. This is the entirety of this quote-unquote short film. 
this is also the same guy that has recently directed Shazam, Shazam 2. Um, what else has he done? But this is it. Like the, 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 uh, He doesn't blink. He doesn't move. He doesn't it's, say it's anything. A, it's, it's a loop. It's a 15-second it, Well, it's a, yeah. I think it's 50, but it's, it's a loop. Yeah. And he just looped this. Oh, he just blinked. Okay, I'm wrong. Um, but either way, uh, this is the kind of stuff that I know him for. Um, so, you know, that's that's something. Also, I, I also well, did want to point... Well, when your bar's that low going into it, of course you liked it. I also <laughs> wanted to po- point this out. Uh, this movie, why won't it show it? There it is. This movie made $148 million off wow. of a... Um, what was it? I think it said... Uh, four point nine million. Mm. So yeah, it it grows sixty seven point three million in the United States and Canada, and eighty one point six in other territories territories for a worldwide total of one hundred forty eight million dollars. Yes, that is impressive. Yes, it is. So yeah. no, it's. I mean, dude, like I said, dude, it's a it, it's it's a good movie. Um, I. You're pretty much what I've always run into when I talk to people about Lights Out. Brittany and I are pretty much the only two people I know, um, and I know five people, who have actually seen... (laughs) I know. I know. Three of them don't call. Shocking. I do know... Like I said, I don't know a lot of people that have seen this movie. Well, Um, I mean, I had never even heard of it when you brought it up. Like, straight up never even heard of it. So. I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I own this movie, or at least I used to. Well, I thought I did. I need to go buy it again. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I just, I think it's a, there's a lot of creativity to it. Um, it doesn't overstate its welcome. Um, I, I, but I also want to say, I'm also fully aware that this movie has uh, some pretty big weaknesses to it. Uh, the dialogue yeah. feels clunky at times. Um, the acting the, the feels sister off at times. is terrible. She is, is such a so, bad actress, and she's so unlikable. Yeah, she's just she's just such an unlike. She's that angsty twenty something that didn't learn to stop being angsty and just kind of manage things in a quasi healthy way. Uh, but at the same time, I really think that her character, if we take away the acting and we focus on the way the character is, I think it starts to make a lot more sense. And this goes back to what I was saying about the whole mental health aspect of it. As somebody who, um, as somebody who deals with bipolar and ADHD, as somebody who was brought up in an alcoholic environment, um, I really think that the way the sister is, is um, uh, very reminiscent of what of what people that grow up in an environment like that end up being like in their late teens and early 20s. For, for me personally, it took until my 30s to really kind of get some of my mental shit together. And even then it's been like maybe 3% of it. And it, but it, it's, it, it's, it, it, to me, I could really kind of sit there and go, okay, I hate the way the sister is, but as, you know, as her in the context of the film, I kind of do get it. Um, 
And I do think the mom, I think even the mom, like the way the character is, we see a lot of that kind of same thing in her. That that scene where uh, it's just her and Martin. And she's like, you know, I think we just need a night just us and they and it goes into that movie night that to me actually hit home because it's this moment of lucidity that you'll see in people with severe mental illness they do still have these moments of lucidity that don't last long and this one doesn't last long until diana is introduced into this scene and so like i said i think it did do a really good job of kind of doing that elevated type of horror thing and i gotta say i did not pick up on that the first time I watched it. The first time I watched it, it was not me critiquing it. And this time critiquing it, I was able to get things out of it that I didn't the first time. Well, I would like to read you my letterbox review. It's kind of lengthy, um, but I feel like this is probably the most succinct way for me to get out how I feel about this. Uh, as I usually do, I always title my my reviews on Letterboxd, which, by the way, you can find both of our Letterboxd Profiles linked down in the description down below this video. Um, so the title for this is so creepy until it isn't. The idea is great <laughs> and really creepy until we find out who Diana is and quote how she got that way. Uh, then this kind of falls apart. I think this starts answering questions way too early. And because of that, it started to feel a little too silly, which is really too bad because before it starts answering every question that it brings up, it is an extremely scary premise. After recently seeing Smile and how it felt super similar to It Follows, I couldn't help but think about how similar this is to both those films. It's not quite as on the nose as those two, but the idea and subtext are very similar. Eventually, we're just going to have every single men mental disorder represented as a scary monster. But at what point does it become a little too obvious? This movie is best when it's being subtle. But, unfortunately, subtlety is something it seems to steer away from as much as humanly possible. The less it answers, the better it is. But it's hell-bent on answering every fucking question as quickly as possible, and it just ruins any chance it has of being scary by the end. Diana is genuinely unsettling. And it's too bad she doesn't get a chance to carry the whole movie as much as she should be able to. I'd love to see more of this premise, but maybe handled in a much different way. I absolutely despise the ending, and it made me bring down the whole thing a whole point. Having, uh, I actually, I'm going to stop there because we're not going to talk spoilers yet. Um, but I, I hated the ending. I hated it. And, and it's because if, ah, shit, I don't know if there's a way to talk about this without just straight up. Just going into this. Um, uh, we might just, okay. just do a spoiler just, alert. Why don't you just tell me now, before we get into spoilers, your uh, your thoughts on this and whether you would suggest actually watching this. Um, I would and have suggested watching this to many, many people over the years. Okay. Um, like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm interested to talk about the ending with you because I actually did not hate the ending. Okay. Um, I, I, I be, uh, and we're going to get into that. Um, did not love it, but did not hate it. Um but yes, I would recommend people go watch Lights Out. It is on Netflix right now. Yeah, um, that's where we both is, watched it. It's definitely worth going and watching. Um, uh, again, go into it with try to you know more of an open mind and do remember that it is reminiscent of movies that came after it 
Um, it's some that came before it, but uh, you're going to watch this and go, oh, it's like this. Oh, it's like this. Oh, it's like yeah. this. That's because that's what everybody's doing now. This came out at a time where not quite everybody was trying to do that just yet. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would definitely highly recommend, uh, people go watch this. It's got something to say. Um, albeit, you know, at this point in time, it's going to be a message that you've heard a lot. Keep in mind though, this came out before a lot of those movies did. It's very creative in a lot of ways. It falls apart in certain parts, but let's be honest, there aren't very many movies out there that don't fall apart in one way or another at some point or another throughout the film. So yes, definitely recommend it. Yeah, so for me, I think uh, this is definitely fun if you're into lighter horror. This is not something mm -hmm. that is super dark. Uh, like no. I said earlier, this is rated PG-13, so they really stay within a specific like border of not pushing anything too far, really, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something that I was sitting there waiting for it to happen. I did not know until today that this was rated PG-13. Had I known that, I think I would have gone into this with slightly different expectations. I think PG-13 and horror um, can work. Well, how did you not know that the, the rating pops up on the screen? Because I don't pay any, I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, it's just not <laughs> something I paid any attention to. Um, but regardless, um, I, I think... PG-13 and horror can work, um, but you have to do it in a way like this where it's more about how creepy it is and less about how gory and fucked up it is. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you're into stuff like that, especially the lighter side of horror, I think this is really strong. This is really good for people that are not that are not like hyper focused on horror movies as a genre all the time, always. This is more of like a... I would consider this more like a date horror movie, if that makes any sense. Like this is, yeah, well, no, I, I, I for real, I, I'm not saying that as a put down. I'm saying that as like, there are different, and I said this in Dead Alive, there are um, what I consider, there's a ladder of horror. And, and depending on how fucked up that movie is, the higher on the ladder it is. And so I consider this lower on the rungs as far as horror goes, but that does not mean it's bad. I actually really did end up enjoying this. And I would suggest it if you're not super into gory, fucked up horror movies. This is this is lighter, but that's not a bad thing. So I want to talk about, from here on out, we're going to talk about spoilers. Because I want to talk about the ending. Because this is the biggest problem I have with this movie. So uh, let me read the last couple sentences of my, of my Letterboxd review here. I absolutely despise the ending. It made me bring it down a whole point. Having Sophie commit suicide makes the entire thing feel pointless and like she just gave up. I think they wanted me to feel like she was sacrificing herself for her children. But if Diana is a physical representation of Sophie's depression, then all she did was commit suicide, which means in the end, the depression won, which is a terrible ass ending. <laughs> I think the director was trying to have his cake. I, didn't look at it that way. I think the director is trying to have his cake and eat it too. That the ending of this is what the movie needed and not what the story needed. That's my fucking issue with this movie. The entire thing, you're telling me this is a representation of her depression. And then at the end, she fucking kills herself. That's, I, I don't see another way to look at it. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think most of the movie uh, puts so much emphasis on it being about mental health that it's hard to have the ending be about Diana. 
No, um, I don't think, I, it, think I don't think it should think, be about Diana, but I do want no, some closure I, that, from no, Sophie. No, I'm saying that's what the ending is, though. The ending is about defeating Diana, right. not the depression. As a movie, and he loses right. sight of his metaphor that he tries right. the entire movie to push. So. Right. I, and that's what I mean when I say he's trying to have his cake and eat it, too. He wants a good right. movie ending. He does not want an amazing ending to this metaphorical story that he's been trying to tell. And, right. and so that's where it all kind of fell apart for me, where I, I, at the end, I was just like, really? She she fucking she's fucking killed herself. That's the ending. That's that's fucking terrible. Not to mention, CPS has already told the sister she's not fit to raise fucking what's-his-face. And so that kid's Martin. going into an orphanage. <laughs> Horrible ending. Horrible. Well, um, that's the thing. I don't know if... Um, I don't know too much about that, but I'm wondering if that since the ne only next of kin alive now is Rebecca, I wonder if Martin would go into Rebecca's care at that point. I mean, if the CPS lady that went into her into her apartment and and immediately made a fucking decision of like this is not a person fit to raise a child because of the way she lives yeah he's got he's at least going into foster for care sure. for a couple weeks for sure for at least a couple weeks until they can determine if she's a fit parent yes. yeah that's true so yeah so no yeah it's a uh it's just a it's just a super super duper sad ending and uh yeah yeah, I, I, in fact, I, I, I will still say I don't despise it, but when, when, when you put it that way, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's not as good, right? I, okay, well, I'm glad it's to hear you good. say. I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I would like to know how you. It's like, go ahead, go ahead. It's like saying, you know what? Suicide is the answer. exactly, exactly. But I want to know how you felt about it before I said that. I think. It didn't have the impact that I think they wanted it to have on me as far as the emotional impact. Right. Um, but it also, to me, I'm sitting here going, well, yeah, what else are you supposed to do? How else are you supposed to well, do? Well, that's, like, that's the problem me, is they write themselves into a corner with this whole thing. Right. And there's no other way to finish it without right. her doing that. Because let's be honest, even if she did get a hold of her pills, it's going to be three to four weeks before they start having sex. <laughs> That's a really good point. Diana's like, no, don't thing. take the pills. That, and it's like, it's that, fine. You have a huge buffer here of, of well, when she well, takes it to when it kicks in. Yeah, for me, because for me, like, I saw the pills drop on the floor and I'm like, okay, well, it's either Prozac or Lexapro. I know that for a fact. And it's, uh, yeah, those don't happen right away. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I mean, everything else is really strong other than yeah. the fact that they start answering the question about Diana 45 minutes in. That's the other issue that I had here. Well, that's because that's halfway. If, if, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a really good point because it's an hour 20. Um, but like, I feel like if you hold on to answering who Diana is and you let that that creepy silhouette thing really play out. And this is what I meant by, I wish Diana had been given the opportunity to carry this movie even more because the parts with her in it are fucking terrifying. The idea yeah. that she disappears when the lights come on and reappears closer to you when they go off, that's terrifying. That is, yeah. that is genuinely scary, but the, I don't, 
But when I was just going to say, once you know it's a little 13-year-old girl that has a skin disorder, it's not as scary. Like, the moment I know who she is, where she came from. Yes. It's just (laughs) not as scary. And, And so, like... Halfway in, I I know I know who she is. I know her motivation for doing so, and I have little to no reason to be scared of her anymore because yeah. all of those answers have have already been answered. So, or all those questions have already been answered. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I won't totally disagree with you there. I although I that didn't that didn't really affect it for me. I think the way it affected it for you. Um, because I was still having fun with it right. because like I said, this is not a, this is not a groundbreaking, amazing, you know, movie or anything like that, but it's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. It really is. Um, and I, the thing that, the thing with the whole hospital that got me was, I don't know who voiced the doctor, but whoever they got sounded like they were being given a favor because it's just very like, like, oh no, this is happening. Oh no, put her down, strap her down. Why did you do this? Like, 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 like he's, he's a doctor and on this recording, he's like almost interrogating her as if he were a cop. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going like, 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 okay, I don't know if this is just like, may, may, maybe this is just somebody, you know, that with the, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, <laughs> uh, maybe they got a Miracle Network kid and modulated his voice to sound like an adult. I don't know what happened with the doctor, but that really pulled me out. I feel like maybe it was like a Quentin Tarantino situation where the director insisted on being in it. And after a lot of arguing, like, Mr. Sanford, no, please don't. Please, please and don't. And he was just please. like... You're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that pulled, that did pull me out of it a little bit. But the whole hospital thing, um, I think at worst felt derivative for me. Um, at best got me through to the next part of the movie. Right. Um, it just, it didn't add a lot for me. Um, it does make sense, though, why she met her at a mental health institute, because that tells me that this is something that didn't solidify until she was put into a place of seclusion where she had to kind of create this thing as a coping mechanism. Um, so that all did make sense to me. The doctor was awful. And I don't even get to see his face. And it's like, dude, when that, it's that bad, like, like those are, that's what auditions are for. Well, I I feel the same way about the sister. Every time the sister has dialogue, I'm just like, oh, oh my God, you're so bad at delivering dialogue. Why did they give you this movie? I don't understand it. You're so terrible. Like, what time is that? I don't get it. I don't understand. Was it a favor? Like I I I, I, think, I genuinely don't. It was a budget issue. I, maybe it was a budget they issue. They had a lot of money, Brett. Four point well, four point nine million is actually not that much. Now that I think about it, um, no, it's not that much at all. But and and I can I can look past the fact that there's nobody of like, you know, of a, a big name in this. That's fine. Right. Uh, but there are plenty of people who we don't know who they are that can actually act. And so yeah. I just I don't know that the the sister bothered me a fucking just a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, she's 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 really bad. Uh, I mean, her I again, there's just something 
about her. I don't know. Like they, they, they were just like, we just need an attractive blonde. Like, I don't, I don't know if that was it because this is also, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Well, the, um, the people that wrote this other than David F. Sandberg, who also directed it was the same guy that wrote arrival and bird box. Oh, wow. Um, oh wow! Okay. So the guy that wrote it knows what he's doing. Uh, he yeah. also wrote the Thing remake, which is that's a thing that exists. Um, and the twenty that was one of my suggestions before it we was said on this. And and the twenty ten screenplay for a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. So this guy has a lot of swings and some hits. So it doesn't surprise me that the dialogue like 300, it's a solid batting average. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess he also wrote final destination five. So that's a thing. Um, okay. So in that case, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this. So why don't you go ahead and give me your final thoughts and your rating on lights out from 2016. So my final thoughts about lights out, it is a fun creepy as hell horror movie that is not going to satisfy gory fans. It is not going to be for somebody that's looking for something like super bloody gory or anything like that. Um, however, it is creepy. It is creative. It is fun. It has some unlikable aspects as far as an entire protagonist. Um, however, it also has a lot to say, uh, like I said, about mental health. Um, and, uh, probably about like depression, uh, in general, uh, or in particular, I mean, uh, you can stream it right now. Uh, I would recommend going and buying it so you don't have to wa watch it under terrible streaming circumstances. Well, there's but a lot of darkness in this movie. And when you, when you watch it on Netflix, there is a ton of compression and it is, if, if you notice that sort of thing, it will drive you crazy. And I know you notice it. I see you out there. Yeah. I know I know some of you say you don't notice it. I know you notice it. <laughs> Shut up. Definitely go check out 2016's Lights Out. I did say before, it does feel a little derivative of things we have seen already. But it's derivative of things that I think have come out more so after it came out. Um, it does feel a little bit like The Ring. Uh, a little bit maybe like, what was that? Uh, the Grudge. Uh, however, I feel like it's got a lot more to say than those movies do. Um, uh, it, it, Mike says it follows. I have not seen it follows yet. I still not gotten around to watching that. It is on my list though. Smile. However, Again, I feel like the movies. After, what's that? Smile it, is it also? That's well, the one that's it really what I was reminded into, me of. That's what I was. That's what I was leading into next. It also feels derivative of a lot of more recent movies, but you can't really hold that against it as saying it's derivative in a negative. I did way. also want to touch on this. Um, Lights Out was a three-minute short before it was a yes. feature, um, yep. which Smile was also, I think it was like a four- or five-minute short uh, before yep. it got made into a feature. So there are a lot of similarities between Lights Out and Smile. I happened to see Smile first, and so this reminded me of Smile. Had I seen this first, I would have been saying the polar opposite. So Yeah, exactly. So uh, so just keep that in mind going into it, but just because something's derivative doesn't mean it's bad when it takes those things and use them in, uses them in fun, creative ways like Lights Out does. So I would say if I was going to give this a rating, 
I would give this a 7.5 out of 10. I really, really enjoyed this. This is not the first time I watched it. I enjoyed it all over again, and I was creeped out all over again too. And I think that is something it really, really, really deserves credit for because it is one thing to see a hardcore horror movie and be unsettled all over again. It's not hard to do that when we're talking about gore, but when we're talking about a creepy factor that doesn't rely on violence and it still creeps you out on another watching, I think that's really, really commendable. Yeah, I agree. And you said you gave it what as far as your rating? 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, this is this is really strong up until the point where they just feel the incessant need to answer every goddamn question they bring up. Um, you know, I, and I said earlier, I think if you hold off on answering some of those questions until closer to the end, much, much closer to the end, I think this would be way stronger. Um, I also have huge issues with the metaphor he tries to set up throughout this whole movie. And then at the end, suicide is the answer to this, this creature. Um, again, like I said, in my letterbox review, I think they wanted me to feel like she was sacrificing herself for the good of her kids. But how I actually ended up taking it was that like Brett said earlier, suicide is the answer, which is a mm -hmm. fucked up thing to say. And mm -hmm. especially I think when you're trying to write a movie that says something about depression and the protagonist that you have throughout the entire thing that is struggling with depression ends up putting a fucking gun to her temple and pulling the trigger. That's the wrong fucking message. And, yeah. and, and especially, yeah, especially when the entire thing is about trying to evolve and overcome depression. And then the, the ending is you is you having them commit suicide. I think it's fucked up. I think it's the wrong message. I think it's a weak ending. I think that you wanted an ending for your movie and not an ending for your story. And that drove me fucking crazy. And it, it really ruined any of the creepy good things that I did have to say about this movie. This is strong up to a point and it's creepy up to a point but it tips really hard and goes all downhill once they about 45 minutes in in my opinion they lose complete focus of what they're trying to say the mom that is having all these issues by the end I don't even feel bad for her. I kind of feel like you've left this fucking depression untreated and, and you've let this kind of happen throughout the entire fucking thing. And it's hard for me to feel sorry for somebody that doesn't want to take care of themselves. I understand how depression works. Trust me. I do. I really, really get it. Um, and it is, and it is hard to take care of yourself, but I'm not a fucking character in a movie. Okay, I do not need <laughs> to have an example for others. Exactly. I don't need to have act one, two and three wrap up my entire fucking story about depression. There is a reason that that endings in movies are generally written the way they are. And I fucking hated the ending of this movie. It says all the wrong things. And and it just I've heard murmurings of a lights out two. And, mm -hmm. and I think uh, the director basically said that it's um, going to kind of depend on the brother and how old he is by the time they can actually get this movie made. I do think it's kind of a cool idea that because of all the bullshit that he went through as a kid, you could really lean into him having his own depression monster. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think that could be really, really cool. But if by the end of that movie, he fucking kills himself, I'm never watching another one of this guy's movies ever again. The fact <laughs> at that point, at that point, it's just lights out too. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is strong, but not nearly as strong as I as I was thinking it was going to be halfway through it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and rate this a five out of 10. This is not bad, but this is far from great. And I just think that there is a lot more that you could do with this idea, regardless of how sort of, um, I don't know, overdone it is at this point. And, and mm-hmm. fair enough. This is one of the, this is one of the more early ones to take mental illness and turn it into a monster, um, and, and we, I guess we could talk about the Bob Duke. We could talk, we could talk about all sorts yeah. of shit yeah, when it comes to true. this movie. Um, and this may be one of the earlier ones to do it. Sure. But watching it in 2023, I just don't, I, I it's not nearly as impactful as it would have been had I watched this in 2016. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So if you guys like this, make sure you hit the like button. If you really liked it, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we got a lot more content like this on this channel. We've been doing a ton of different stuff lately, and we've got some really cool shows coming up that we have planned. So if you liked what we're doing here, make sure you hit that subscribe button to stick around and see what we put out in the future. Thank you for getting to the end of this. If you did, we really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time from the deep. Bye-bye. Pow-tong.